0: This is Kelly Clarkson. If you love awesome music, then you also have a soft spot for TV's number one singing competition, The Voice. This season, it'll be bigger and better than ever with Adam, Blake, Jennifer Hudson, and the reigning champ, moi.
1: I've won The Voice six times.
0: There is life beyond Blake. I wanna be a cowboy. I can do all that
1: too! Your turn, Blake. (laughs) Watch Team Kelly on The Voice. Not to brag, but I am the returning champ. Followed by the premiere of Manifest, tonight on NBC.
0: You are now entering the Pod For everything that you were too afraid to ask at home, too embarrassed to ask at school, or was just too hard to ask your partner, welcome to the Sex Rap.
1: Hi, and welcome back to The Sex Wrap. I'm Spring.
0: And I'm Andrew.
1: And we are your co host and we will lead you through our topic for today, which is?
0: Uh, How can you prevent rejection?
1: Rejection. We are going to talk a lot about rejection today as a nice little follow-up to last week's episode when we were wondering how do we know if someone likes us and kind of asking people out. So today is the follow-up to that. And we'll get into that in a moment. Um, But first, I just want to tell Andrew about something really exciting that happened to me today.
0: What happened today?
1: So, this morning I was running down by Central Park in New York City, and somebody started screaming my name um, over and over and over. And I had headphones in, and my name's Spring, so a lot of times I just ignore when I hear my name because most often people aren't talking to me, they're just talking about the season. <laughs> And it's not uh, spring
0: uh, right now. It is I, it, it is fall.
1: Right. But I mean, people are like wishing for it or they're talking about spring semester coming up or I don't know. People say my name a lot. And so finally, I thought maybe I should turn around and I turn around and then someone squealed, oh, my God, it is you. And I still didn't see who was talking. And I had my headphones and I pull them out and then I see Pat Coke.
0: <gasps> oh. oh I'm almost speechless, and I'm never speechless. oh my God Pat coke uh was uh both of our advisors when we were in grad school, yeah, she's this awesome, like she's this little tiny powerhouse, super energetic, super loud, and um, she talks about sex all the time. She's where I learned to talk about sex without any shame at all the all the time. She was awesome.
1: She's where I learned to talk about sex. So, she used to teach all the sexuality classes, and then I started teaching them, and then Andrew started teaching them. And so, all of what we've learned uh, has come from her. So, I thought that was pretty exciting that I saw her today and I was telling her about the podcast, and I told her she'd have to be a guest star on one of our episodes soon.
0: That would be awesome. And I just, <laughs> you know, right before we started recording, I was just teaching sex class based on what I learned from working with Pat. I just finished teaching sex class.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's so great. Uh, so that was super exciting, and uh, and I saw her randomly on the street in New York City, uh, like just by total coincidence, which I think could not be a coincidence because, of course, I was supposed to run into her and see her and hug her and talk to her all morning.
0: But I'm jealous of your morning. I um I went to the dentist,
1: <laughs> which leads us right into rejection. <laughs>
0: I always feel rejected by my dentist. It's like, I can't do anything right. Um, okay, but but back to the question. Um, so, spring. how can you prevent being rejected?
1: So, I mean, that's the question we get because no one likes rejection. And so people want to prevent it. So if they can prevent it, then they don't have to go through these hard feelings. But the funny thing is, of course, we can't prevent rejection.
0: Yeah, I mean... If you think about your life overall, the only way that you ever make it better, right? If you want to make your life better, if you want to make changes to improve it, um, is to take risks, right? When we take risks, we're, we're opening ourselves up for opportunity. And sometimes rejection is part of what happens. Rejection is just part of that kind of risk-taking. Wait, hold on a second. So I just said it's part of risk-taking. Spring, how did you handle being rejected? Remember the story from last week where you didn't even take a risk?
1: Oh, yeah. I got that phone call from Brad <laughs> telling me that he didn't like me. Um, yeah, I mean, that was really hard to handle. I think it was even perhaps harder to handle because I didn't expect as a possibility because I wasn't even taking a risk and putting myself out there so I hadn't kind of prepped for that possibility of rejection and and that's one of the things we'll talk about today is you know how do you prep for that so that it might not sting quite as much um and so yeah I think that I dealt with that very poorly I also hadn't um been asking out people at that stage in my life and so I wasn't I didn't know how to deal with reduction and I, um, actually, uh, I don't even want to say how badly I took it because it was almost embarrassing uh, how many days after that um, it really affected me. And I, I do remember the very next morning after that happened, my best friend, shout out to Laurel, uh, picked me up and took me to breakfast, uh, which I couldn't eat because I felt sick to my stomach, but uh, to have that chance to kind of decompress and have a friendly face before having to go to school that day
0: that's actually one of the best things that we can do. If you actually talk about like what happens when you're rejected and it's like, make sure you have some good people in your life that you can talk about what the situation is because whatever rejection really does make you feel beat up at the end of it, like emotionally beat up, physically ill. Um, there's actually some research that shows that, uh, after rejection, your IQ drops a couple points as well because it puts your head into a spin. Um, so yeah, but, uh, you, you did, you didn't even talk to us, but you knew what to do, right? You found a friend, you sat down, you talked, you ate something. Um, those are actually all really good strategies to deal with rejection as well. But it kind of hit, blindsided you, right? Mm, like, yeah. it's not the, the typical sort of rejection that people are trying to prevent. But what our uh, listeners are asking us about, they're asking us, like, how do I prevent this kind of rejection? And the short answer is you just you, you can't. So you have to come up with strategies to cope with it. Strategies to deal with it.
1: But the other thing is it's kind of helpful to know that everybody is rejected. So it's not just you and you're not the only one who's ever experienced that. And even people that you think are super the coolest or most attractive or smartest or funniest or whatever it is that turns you on – um, even those people have been rejected or will be rejected. I mean, the, maybe at the, at the point in your life when this is kind of still new, those people haven't been rejected yet, but they will be. Everybody experiences rejection um, and, and experiences rejection in other areas of their life too and has to deal with, you know, uh, that feeling of loss or of pot- a loss of a potential,
0: Right. It goes back to the whole anytime you're taking a risk, there's a chance of rejection on the other side. Um, but there are a lot of things that you can do to help. You can have friends around you. Um, so when I start thinking about rejection and the times that I've been rejected, what I've done, um, I think one of the hardest things to do, at least it was hard for me, but it really helped me through the process was really acknowledging all of the bad emotions that kind of come up when you're rejected. And, and instead of trying to hide from them, like dealing with those really uncomfortable emotions head on, addressing them, saying, I feel bad because this happened or these are problems. Um, But you turn it almost into a teachable moment. Um, What can I learn from the situation that happened? And instead of it being this big negative thing for me, it's very much about uh, telling myself that rejection happened because I was pushing my limits. Springs, I said uh, a minute ago, you know, there are some people, uh, like everyone gets rejected all the time. And if you're sitting in a world and you're trying to meet people and you're never facing rejection, it probably means that you're sitting really far inside of your comfort zone, that you're really not pushing your limits or, or, or pushing to try to meet other people. That whole risk-taking helps improve your life.
1: So what, what might a comfort zone kind of mean for someone? Like why is that a Problem to be in a comfort zone to always be asking people that say yes to whatever.
0: Uh, Why would that? I mean, uh, well, I mean, if you're happy, right? So I guess if someone's happy inside of that comfort zone, um, maybe that's healthy for them in their relationships. Um, But we talk a lot about settling for people or not addressing our own needs. And pretty frequently, if we're sitting deep inside of our comfort zone, we're kind of ignoring some of the things that we might actually want from a relationship or from another person.
1: Yeah. And I think another aspect of that is a lot of times we think we know what we want, but we don't. And so I think that dating people, even, you know, kind of outside of your interest or your religion or your school or whatever kind of place or um, type of person you're normally dating is really healthy and challenging in a lot of ways, right? So you get to understand different aspects of culture, you get to learn more, you get to be exposed to things that you might not have been experienced to in the past. There's a lot of reasons to kind of, you know, meet other types of people and explore that. But also, you might find out that you don't actually know what you wanted in a partner.
0: Right. So whenever you're just sitting inside of that comfort zone, it's really hard for you to address your needs and what you might actually want. Mm. And I think another really important thing for us to talk about in terms of rejection is a lot of time, especially young people, let rejection define them. So instead of them being confident in who they are, um, confident in asking someone else out, um, they let that other person's perception of them and that rejection define who they are. Right. So they instead of them being confident and saying, oh, well, this didn't work out, they let that uh, instead of this situation didn't work out, they let the situation become I didn't work out. Right. They take that rejection and they make it a part of themselves.
1: And that it's like it's just beating yourself up, really, because, I mean, if if someone else rejected you, that meant that for some reason, they thought you weren't a good fit for them. And that's actually really about their own needs and that their kind of assessment of that. And that actually doesn't have anything to do with you, really. Um And so I think that that's one thing to kind of keep in mind that we don't actually know what or why someone else might want something or someone, and understanding that that doesn't actually impact our own value in any way.
0: Yeah, right. So it's it's you, it's your value, um, your confidence going into it, and. It's. I mean, it's easy for us to say, "Don't let rejection shake that." But if you shore that up a little bit, if you have friends around, if you want, uh, if you have some coping strategies ready, you can really be rejected and not have it be that kind of crushing sort of feeling that happens.
1: I think that – so we're talking about this idea of having friends around, um, but I think what a lot of people do is they don't tell someone that they're going to do something. So like say it's asking someone out or say it's applying to a college or to a different program or something. A lot of people don't tell their friends because they don't want to tell them if they don't succeed at whatever it is. And – that I think is the problem because you're actually setting yourself up for then not having that support that you need when you're actually going through rejection. And so I think that acknowledging that rejection is a possibility and kind of setting it up so that you know, you know, maybe it'll happen, but how can I make that better for myself if it does happen? And telling your friends, you know, I'm going to ask this person out or, or whatever it is, and then having them there to say, oh, what happened? And how them there for whichever, whichever way it goes.
0: Yep. And I mean, and I think that kind of goes down the same vein. There's one more thing that I want to talk about today in terms of rejection. So having friends around telling people, um, setting the stage so that you can be successful. Uh, And even if you fail, you can be successful in your failure. I think the last thing that I mean, we might have more, but the last thing that I want to talk about is humor. Um, So I think it's important to talk about rejection in terms of Humor, right? I mean, the situations, while they're kind of stressful, they're also kind of funny. If you can find a way to laugh about it, if you can find a way to laugh with your friends about the situation, you've learned something from it. You almost make it a joke instead of this crushing sort of beat up feeling. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah. And I mean... I think that most things that happen in our life, we can laugh about later. <laughs> I think the challenge really is finding the ability um, in that moment or soon after that moment, right? Um, and I
0: and mean, we had oh, and we had talked a little bit about uh, maybe you could rehearse what you would say if it's not if you do get rejected right from the start, so you can have like the snappy fun. Come back available immediately to kind of take that sting mm-hmm. away.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, I'm not I'm not suggesting that people should actually, you know, uh, say something rude back to someone if they reject you. But if you kind of have an idea about what you say that will make you um, still feel strong in that moment, like um, I mean, so. So we could talk about some examples. So say, um, I'm asking someone out and I know there's a possibility they might not want to go out with me. And I can kind of think through, okay, so what if they say no? And then I can think what, what might I say back to that? And how, how might that make me feel so that I can leave that situation feeling like I, um, was still, you know, happy that I took that risk in some way? Um, Do you have any ideas what you would say if if you had asked someone out and they said no? How would you respond in a way that would make you feel like you are glad you had asked anyway?
0: Oh, putting me on the spot. Um, I would probably have something like, well, you know, yeah, thank you for having the conversation with me. And then I would try to leave it a little bit open so that I wouldn't leave it quite as final like. Something like, well, I'll see you or maybe we can do coffee. I don't know, something along those lines to leave it a little bit more open. Um, and I'm pretty flippant. I, I would probably like crack some kind of self-deprecating joke. Like I would make fun of myself at the very end. I'm like, "Ah, of course, something like this. This is what my mother said would happen. I don't know, something, ri- <laughs> you know, something ridiculous. But a little bit of ridiculous can really help you through those kind of situations.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think.
0: What, what would you say?
1: I mean, I think that, um, I'm trying to think, you know, uh, when that's happened to me, what I have said, and if I've been able to handle it in the moment before, even. Um, I think that, you know, it's best to, to reply with compassion to that person as well, because I've also been on the other side of it, where, I've had to tell someone that I wasn't interested in them, and it's actually very hard to do that as well, right? So it I don't want to hurt somebody's feelings, and I often still want to be friends with them, and I want to make our future interactions not awkward. And so it's very challenging to do that. And so I think in the person being rejected, you also um, – want to consider how that person is feeling and how they kind of are trying to manage the situation, you know. And maybe not everyone is um, as <laughs> thoughtful about that <laughs> as we would hope they are. Um, but I think that, you know, responding um, genuinely is also really effective uh, in making you feel good in the interaction as well. So – that's not a real answer, but it's a kind of
0: that, that's answering avenue. the next question. How do you reject somebody appropriately? Mm, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah.
0: I mean, and, and really the answer is you reject. I mean, that, that's it's a hard question, though. There's so many contexts that go into it, but it kind of maps onto what we said last week. We've got to let people down gently and try to be kind in your response to when someone's asking you out. You can even like, thanks for asking me, but no, thanks. That was kind of mean. I don't mm. know
1: i <laughs> i mean i think it's kind of like um for some you know for for me i'm just not really feeling the chemistry but i really like you as a person like something like that i think is um as a nice reply because you're not putting them down really um you're just saying that there's you know something that's missing for you and you don't have to necessarily know what that is even um I think that that's one kind of thoughtful way to do it. But I think I think thinking about that in advance is good too. Like how how can you thoughtfully reject somebody and knowing that so that you don't accidentally really hurt someone's feelings and potentially like a good friend's feelings or something.
0: Like that guy Brad. Oh.
1: <laughs> this is hilarious. We're going to like accidentally be talking about this forever now. Um, oh so sorry I ever brought that up.
0: <laughs> it was a beautiful story.
1: Um, so I think though, that brings us to the last part really is, um, that we can really learn from rejection as well. Right. So when we go through uh, any rejection, whether it's from another person or from a larger program or something, um, what, what we can do is kind of examine, you know, What we're feeling, again, going back to that, and then what did I learn from this?
0: Right. So whenever you're rejected, I mean, it is an iterative process. Most people don't meet the first person that they're going to ever meet and then get married to them and then have this big, long, happy life. You're going to be asking lots of people on lots of different kinds of dates over your life and you, you get better at it. Um, and you can get better at rejection as well, especially if you do some of the things that we talked about, have support networks, acknowledge feelings, uh, prepare. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And I think that, um, just like anything, the more you practice it, the easier it is. So the more you ask people out then and the more you're rejected, the more you can learn from it and the more you actually get better at it and better at handling it also, which sounds kind of scary, but also you keep learning and you keep growing. You keep learning uh about yourself and about your own ability to uh be strong within those kind of hard situations.
0: Yeah. So um, I have a question for you. I'm putting you on the spot now. Mm. How do you feel about pickup lines?
1: Mm. Uh, I think think they're terrible. I will tell you that I get a lot of pickup lines based on my name um, because it's spring. And people make a lot of jokes about my name and kind of use that as a way to uh, try to pick me up. And I've only gotten one that I really liked. Uh and it was uh a really long time ago. It was when we were at Penn State and we were at a bar and somebody asked me what my name was. He like came up and tried to talk to me and said, What's your name? And I said spring, and he said, oh, mm, like the fever.
0: <laughs>
1: oh. <laughs> and Also, I had never – no one had ever made that joke about my name before. And I was like, wow, you got a unique one. Like, thank you. And then, like, I talked to him for a little while and nothing else happened. But, like, it it definitely was a great way to break the ice and get me talking. So I think that – I mean, that's what pickup lines are for, to break the ice. So I think... Um,
0: right. But use clever ones that are specific, not the terrible, terrible general <laughs> ones. No, none of the terrible general ones.
1: <laughs> I mean, I... I will admit, I'm pretty hard to uh, not talk to you if you give me a really complimentary pickup line. Like, if you talk about how I fell from heaven, I might have to smile and talk to you for at least a moment.
0: (laughs) Oh, if someone said that to me, I would turn. I would be the mean rejector. I'd be like, and no.
1: Okay. Now that everyone knows how to or not to pick us up. (laughs)
0: I think that we're, this This is the end. We, we hit the period. Here we're we the go.
1: Period. What's the period today?
0: So I have a funny, funny joke for you. Ready? Okay, yeah. So it's a rejection joke. What is the ultimate rejection?
1: Uh, I mean, you like with some kind of snapback, I guess. <laughs>
0: <laughs> when you're masturbating and your hand falls asleep.
1: Oh, rejection <laughs> from your own hand. Oh.
0: <laughs> uh, all right. So um, if you have any questions, uh, you should let us know. You can email them to us at thesexrap at gmail.com. You can call us at 413 IrapIt. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at thesexrap. And whatever you do, just wrap us. Wrap us. Bye. For everything that you were too afraid to ask at home, too embarrassed to ask at school. Or just two of af- the pod glomer a sonic so- universe.